Hi. Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we check in with Emily Potter, one of the best basketball players to come out of Winnipeg. Four years at the University of Utah, Poland, got to play some pro there, and now back to talk to kids in elementary school about her story. Also, we check in with a young figure skater going to Nationals in New Brunswick the start of next week. As well, the Power Parlay returns to get you all set for the divisional weekend of NFL postseason action. That's all on the podcast. Emily Potter. Yo, is it, Emily? One of the most successful basketball players to come out of the city of Winnipeg. The 6'6 center out of Glenlawn Collegiate. Played four years at the University of Utah. Had a WNBA tryout with Seattle. Played in Poland before an injury took her out of the lineup. So she's returned to her hometown to travel to local schools to tell her story. And Emily joins us now on the CGOB Sports Show. Emily, why is it important to you to go to these schools around Winnipeg? Yeah, I think it's important because I'm back in town, first of all. I haven't been around for about five years as I was away for college. And I think it's important that um, kids hear my story and know that you can be successful in basketball coming out of Manitoba. The sign-up for basketball has been down the past couple of years, especially for girls. So I just want to do all that I can to be a role model and hopefully get the interest in basketball so when you grew up playing basketball here in Manitoba, did you ever think of going to the U.S. to play college ball? I did. When I was about seven or eight, I used to watch March Madness with my dad, and I was like, that's what I want to do when I'm older. I want to grow up and I want to play in the NCAA. So that's always that was always my first goal as a kid, and I'm very lucky that it panned out. So, did you know anything about Utah at all before you went there? I did not. I did not know a lot at all, but after I went on an official visit there toward the campus, it was beautiful in the mountains in Salt Lake City. Um, They played in the Pac-12, which was an amazing conference to learn basketball, and I was sold uh, when I got on campus. And now that you've wrapped up a a four-year career there, what are your memories going to be of playing at Utah? Oh, my memories, um, you know, they're lifelong. I have teammates now that are going to be friends for life. And I got a great education and just all the experiences I had with my team, being able to travel across the states with them, compete against some amazing teams. You know, there's there's great wins, but it's more um, the lessons I learned through basketball and the people I met that I'm going to remember the most. And you were also invited to a tryout with the Seattle Storm of the WNBA. What was that experience like? That was amazing. Probably one of my favorite basketball memories so far. Um, my first taste of kind of being a pro, and it was an awesome environment with some amazingly talented players that are like veterans of the WNBA. They were super welcoming. The entire club was so professional. And it's just a whole other level and a whole different feeling when it's your job. You just you wake up, you go to practice, and everyone's treating you like, uh, you know, like you're an adult, and you know what to do out there on the floor, and you're competing against the best. And you also got to go play in Europe for a bit as well. What was that like? Yeah, that was awesome. Um, basketball people play it all around the world, so it's great to be able to experience new cultures through the game. Um, Poland was amazing. I think it's kind of like a hidden gem. 
Uh, I really enjoyed the food, the people, and the basketball. It was a super cool experience. And being back in Winnipeg right now, after a number of years away, is it nice to be back? What's your feeling about being home? Yeah, it's a little bit mixed because I am injured right now. So, you know, I should still be in Poland playing. But I am thankful that I get to be home with my family because I don't get to spend a lot of time with them. Um, not so happy about having to deal with the Winnipeg winter. It's been a while. But being home has uh, let me do some coaching. So I'm helping out with my old high school team. And then being able to visit these schools, it's, a, it's kind of like a blessing in disguise. You've also written about mental health in the past. Why is that important to you? Yeah, it's important to me because we talk about physical health a lot as athletes, but mental health is just as important as your physical health. And just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. So I think there's still a stigma around talking about it. So I just want to try to bridge that gap and let people know that it's, you know, it's okay not to be okay. And in locker rooms, is that something that you talk about? Yeah, the mental aspect and the side of the game is just as important as the physical. In basketball um, and in life, like that, that psychological um, side of the game, the higher you get up, the more important it is. I think as a player, you've got to be able to you know, be critical of yourself on the court. But also, at the end of the day, I still play basketball because I love it. And it should be fun. So you can't be beating up yourself all the time. Is that something that you talk about doing these school tours? Yeah, I, I like to tell the kids that, you know, the things we try, the things that we do, if you're not great at it, that's okay. It takes a lot of practice. So don't be frustrated. Don't be mad. You know, if you're not swishing every basket, if you can't dribble between your legs. Because I've been playing basketball for basketball for 12 years now and it's taken me years to you know master something like going between the legs right so you've been a part of the national team too what is the state of basketball in Canada right now is it as good as it's ever been yeah I definitely think it's as good as it's ever been on the women's side um, we're ranked fifth in the world for the senior women so they've been in uh, the women have been in the Olympics we've gone to -to back-to-back Olympics after you know missing a few uh, the men just qualified for the world championships. So we have more and more talent, you know, playing NCAA, playing NBA. So basketball is definitely um, on the rise in Canada, and I just hope it keeps growing. What do you get asked the most when you go to these school tours? What do kids most want to know about Emily Potter? You know, they want to know how tall I am. I'm <laughs> six foot six. They want to know if I can dunk. Um, and then I get a lot of questions, oh, play me play me 1v1, which means they want to play me one-on-one. So I'm like, okay, you want to play me one-on-one, I'll let you. It doesn't usually end well for them. They can't really shoot over top of me, but it's been super fun. Do you block their shots? Oh, yeah. I got to, yeah, <laughs> I'll let them get a couple off, but I got to, after that, I got to block it. Okay. So once your injury is healed up, you're going to go back to Poland? I might go back to Poland um, next season, but right now I'm kind of like a free agent. So I'm free to to sign wherever I want. So we'll see if I can get back going in the next few months and sign another contract. Um, But if not, I'll just be hanging around in Winnipeg until the summer when uh, Team Canada stuff starts up. Well, Emily, we wish you the best of luck as you recover and in your future endeavors, and we'll be tracking your progress. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me. 
Skate Canada Nationals coming up soon, and a young Winnipegger will be off to New Brunswick to take part. Yanni Elizarov placed ninth in the novice men division at the recent Skate Canada Challenge in Edmonton, good enough to qualify for nationals. And Yanni joins me now on the CGOB Sports Show. How do you feel right now as you get ready for nationals? Uh, nervous, but uh, excited at the same time. Is this the biggest competition you've ever been a part of? Oh, yeah. So you placed ninth in uh, Novice Men at Skate Canada Challenge. What was that experience like? Oh, it was awesome. I've been working really hard this whole year, so it was good to see that all the hard work paid off. So what is Novice? What is that a specific age group? Um, It's like a... I guess a level. Okay. Uh, in skating, like there's a uh, juvenile, pretty novice, novice, junior, senior. How long have you been figure skating? Uh, about seven years, I think. And what do you like about it? I like like everything about it. Um, it's really satisfying to land uh land jumps. I really like jumping. Uh, spinning's not very fun to do, but uh, I get through it. Yeah. I really like competition too. They're nervous, but like it's really cool experience to go to different provinces and stuff. Have you ever been in New Brunswick before? Nope. Where do you normally practice? Uh, Jonathan Tay's uh, rink. Okay, that's a pretty nice rink. Yeah. What kind of music do you normally skate to? Um. Well, the my past programs have been like. Um, very slow and powerful, but now I have uh, Feeling Good by Michael Buble as my short program, which is way out of my comfort zone, at least when I started it. It was very awkward to do these hand movements and stuff and like and actually present to the audience. And then what about uh, how much do you like dressing up? Um, I really like my short program one. I have like a vest and a bow tie. I think I look super good. <laughs> And uh, my long program is just like a black shirt with uh, red stripes. Now, when you're practicing, what do you wear? Just like normal clothes? Oh, uh, yeah. Just uh, I wear black training pants and like a normal shirt. So when you're traveling out to New Brunswick, is your uh, mom going with you? Yeah. Take me through what, what it looks like. Do you just got, kind of go to a hotel first and then you practice and then the competition happens? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, this one's a bit different. Um now uh, there's two practices where I get my music played, which I've never had that happen before. But since it's nationals, like uh, you have to have your music played um, for like a practice. Uh, a challenge, I didn't have my music played um, during practice, so it should be different. But everything else is usually the same. I go to the hotel, I rest, I have a practice. And then the next day I compete. Do you have a goal for this tournament or do you just want to go and do your best? Just go and do my best. Uh, there's some really strong boys, like very strong. So in order, I think, to make it, I think my goal is to be at least top 10. I have to skate pretty well. Okay. How many competitors are there? Uh, 18. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I wish you the best of luck, Yoni, and uh, we'll be keeping track of how you do at this tournament next week. Okay, thank you. It's power parlay time. After a two-week break, the FM Sportsbook is back open. So let's head inside and preview the divisional round of the NFL playoffs with Philly and Joe of Power Mornings. 
The return of the power parlay, gentlemen. Did you enjoy your Christmas break? Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. I didn't do any gambling, so I actually saved money over the holidays. I enjoyed. I did. And and uh, last week had a pretty good week of gambling for Wild Card Weekend, actually. Good. Got burned. Underdogs uh-huh. went 4 0. Yeah, got burned by the Bears, though, and that mm. field goal, Cody Parkey, which initially I was taking out my anger like most of Chicago on Cody Parkey because um, I would have been perfect on playnow.com for the weekend if not for that botched field goal. But then I realized it was tipped. So yeah, cut him some slack. Cut him a little bit of slack, but uh, gri- I'm just trying to think. How were the games? I mean, that Bear game was obviously the good. Bears yes. were, the games were mostly kind of bad for most of them, and then a little bit of the fourth quarters for all of them were pretty good. Yeah. yeah. But there was a lot of defense on opening weekend. Yeah. I yeah. ended up winning on play now. A pretty good chunk of money, good. about $700. I took some of that and bought Phil a parky jersey because that's the right <laughs> thing to do. Oh, I was so mad. <laughs> I was so mad. I will say, when you gamble, like... My favorite team's not in the playoffs, the 49ers. Right. But gambling will make you watch every <laughs> yes. single game. Yes. Right till, like, usually right till the end. Even Absolutely. cheering a team that you hate yeah. most of the season. There I am yelling <laughs> at the Bears. Like, yeah. what? So the last time we did this, we actually got it all right. We yeah. went 3-0 and because Philly took the Bengals to cover a 9.5-point spread, a glorious backdoor cover to lose by eight. They score a bunch of points late. <laughs> Joe had faith in the Steelers to keep it close in New Orleans. They did, but they lost yeah. a close game. That was Pittsburgh a goofy one. Missed the playoffs. And then I picked the uh, TCU Horned Frogs to cover a one-point <laughs> spread in the Cheez-It Bowl. Listen, who didn't? Who didn't have them? And okay? it was a 10-7 <laughs> overtime win for the TCU Horned Frogs. A terrible football <laughs> game with very few yards. There were combined nine interceptions in that game. I love that you watched it. You're I the only. The fourth. I was lying in bed in Ontario back home like, come on, TCU, get this field goal. Yeah. And then they missed one and then got one in overtime. <laughs> and I win a meaningless, no actual money gambling thing. But that's the power of gambling. I didn't oh, have any yeah. money on it. You and can I was be interested in any game. Absolutely. So we're going to change it up a little bit this weekend because we've got Divisional playoffs, and yeah. it's the best weekend of football of the Absolutely. NFL season. So the opener is Kansas City, five-and-a-half-point favorites against the Colts. The Colts are red-hot. Kansas City has a long history of playoff nightmares. Is this the year the Chiefs get it done, Joe? Yeah, you know, I, I have to believe them at Arrowhead, and uh, their defense is has, bad. Yeah, has not played very good. So I think this is going to be a shootout, but I think it's going to be a seven-point shootout. So okay. I think... KC will win by a touchdown. Indy scares me as far as a team that could be, you know, a surprise team this year. 10 of 11 they've won since starting 1-5. and And they have a great quarterback, so it's hard to bet against great quarterbacks. I'm with Joe. I like the Chiefs to win, but I think KC covers that. I could see a last-second field goal, Okay, uh, something along those lines. So Chiefs win straight up, but but the Colts cover the spread. Kansas City has not won a home playoff game since 1993. Now, Patrick Mahomes wasn't alive when that happened, so you can't really put him into that boat. I'm with Philly on this one. I like Kansas City to win, but this could be a last possession kind of thing. Or Indy's down by 10. They score a touchdown to make it three. Don't recover the onside kick. You've got the cover. So I think Indianapolis for that one, but we all agree Kansas City's going to win. The late game Saturday, the L.A. Rams hosting the Dallas Cowboys. It's a a 7.5 point spread for the Rams. However, this is in L.A., they don't get a ton of home fans, and Dallas travels really well. This could almost feel like a Cowboys home game. Yeah, it's going to be kind of weird. Uh, I just think, and the Rams have had some issues, actually, as the season was yeah. uh, progressing. I do like the confidence in their head coach. 
and in their offense, and I think they cover seven and a half, believe it or not. I think they're going to take it to the Cowboys. I believe, I agree with that. Dallas is a totally different team away from home and home. They just, yes. they, they go on the road. It's like, whoa, this doesn't look like the same team that looked so impressive last week. And the Rams, I think they've been waiting for this, this, this moment, these games, the playoffs for a long time. Because like, they've been, uh, you know, we know for a long time that they were going to the playoffs. Yeah. They're, and I, I believe they're waiting for this moment, and they're going to come out and just ambush the Cowboys big. I like them to cover seven and a half. And Todd Gurley was kind of banged up. He gets the extra week to rest. The Cowboys, if you can hold Ezekiel Elliott under 100 yards and make Dak Prescott beat you, I think you're in good shape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think the LA Rams, I'm with you guys. Seven and a half points. That's not enough to scare me off either. New England, Sunday at noon, hosting the LA Chargers. Four and a half points spread, the lowest number of the day. The Chargers, 12 and four in the regular season. Better record than New England, but it's Tom Brady at home in January. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people are going to. Uh are going to take Brady at home. I, I'm one of those underdog kind of guys. I believe the Chargers will win. I'll take them on the money line too. Oh. But I believe then that means they will cover the four and a half. And I know, I know I'm uh, not, uh, you know, I'm going against the grain here. But Phil, Not I that think, much. Not that. I think there'll be a lot of people on the Chargers this week. Well, Joe. I think you have to, to yeah, make you, some money. Like well, uh, mm-hmm. New England in, at home is not usually a, a payday. In right. this room, I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I got the Chargers straight away. I think they could win big here. To me, I've got them going to the Super Bowl. I was so impressed with winning in Baltimore. Like, everybody was taking the Ravens. Their defense was fantastic. Yes, and and they've got a great quarterback and a really good defense, and they can run the ball. I don't see any reason. Honestly, this might be the game I'm most sure of of the weekend. I really like the Chargers here. I... I'm going to be just the devil's advocate here because Tom Brady is 11-1 and one in the divisional round. When they have a bye, they have an extra week. Phillip Rivers is 0-7 against the Patriots. Yeah. Ah, you and your stats. I, it's the whole, <laughs> no, I'm just bugging But it. the Patriots are such a dynasty that yes. until they lose, yeah, yeah. you're convinced they won't lose. That's right. I've got a lot of guys that play the wheel. Yeah. And that is the game. They will put money on both sides because one will cover, right? And, yeah. and that's the toss-up game to them. So I'm not as sure as Phil is. But I just kind of like knowing going into the game, it's kind of exciting to know that it's a pretty good underdog feeling. Yep. But Brady's Brady. And now finally, the the ultimate underdog this weekend is the Philadelphia Eagles. They get the win in Chicago last week on that missed field goal from oh. Cody Parkey. And now they go to New Orleans, a place they lost 48-7 to a number of weeks ago, which I believe, Philly, you got that game wrong because you yeah, picked Philly to cover that game. and You got burned hard. <laughs> I did, yes. Is anything going to be different this time around? Eight and a half is the number now for the Saints. Uh, no. <laughs> no, because I think uh, their their moment was against Chicago, and I think New Orleans has got just way too many weapons, and they're playing in that dome. Yeah. And uh, You got them. You got the Saints to cover and to win straight. Obviously, you got them yeah, to cover that. Yeah, they're going to cover eight and a half, I think. Um, I'm going to go with the Eagles. I like the Eagles. That Nick Foles magic. Um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Drew Brees and that Saints offense struggled the last few weeks of this season. Correct? A little bit, but at the same time, what was on the line for them, right? Yeah, kind of the logic I use for the Rams. Like they yes. they were thinking about playoffs right. already. And Drew Brees has never lost a home playoff game. I like the way the Eagles can pressure the pass, can pe- pressure the quarterback. Okay. Yes. I like a lot of things about the Eagle offense. They are the defending champions. They just have that. They, yes, and they have that look, the playoff look. Nothing rattles them. They seem to be hitting their, they seem to be hitting stride again at the right time of year. 
I think they go in and handle New Orleans. You think they're going to win? I got got the Eagles to win outright. Wow. I will say this. Watching Nick Foles and that whole story. It's incredible. It is an incredible story. And if you love sports, how can you not love that story? Yep. But I think it ends. I think so, too. I think that you look at the Bears' offense. And while the Bears' defense is way better than the Saints' defense, Mm -hmm. the Bears' offense has nowhere near the weapons that New Orleans has. True. And they put up tons of points at home. And Philly's not going to be able to keep up. I don't think they have the weapons to keep up. I think the Saints are going to win. They're going to cover that. We're going with a lot of favorites. (laughs) Yeah. Underdogs are 14 and 1 in the last 15 in the playoffs, which is. Not a predictor of future results. But they are. It, it kind of scares you, though. You have to think, too, the way this NFL season has gone and how much parity there was and these ups and downs over the weeks. You got to know something kooky's got to happen this weekend, and it it's going to be fun. One of them, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping it's the Chargers. <laughs> I am. T- I'm my, even though I'm picking the Patriots, trust me, the team I'm rooting for the most this weekend is the Los Angeles Chargers because okay. I'm done with the Patriots. Yeah, I think we all are. I love this weekend of football. Love it, love it, love it. I'll be parked on the couch. I have friends in from out of town. I'm like, hey, guys, you want to go do something too bad? We are watching sports because you're in the Christian apartment and we have sports on it. On this episode, we check in with Emily Potter, very successful basketball player out of Winnipeg, returning home after a long career at University Check out the CJOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. with Christian O'Mell and the Sports Show Podcast. Not available on iTunes, not available on Google Podcasts, not available anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. Yes. <laughs>